G'day listeners, we're back for a new episode of Full Metal Movie Reviews. It's been a while between drinks, but um, it's a rough couple of weeks of some very dodgy movie releases, so we decided to take a, s- a short sabbatical. Today with me is Rob. How are you, Rob? Hey, good, mate. What have you been up to, mate? Um, just uh, traveling around. <laughs> Not watching movies? No, watching. Yeah, I... I <laughs> Thought about it. I thought about it. I got a, about Mummy. I guess yeah. Of the last podcast, I haven't haven't braved cinema. Well, yeah, but that, I mean, gone are the days you can just rock up, right? Yeah. And just be like, what's planned today? You, yeah. you can't do that anymore. Nah, it's terrible. Last two weeks have literally been probably the worst um, releases. With the current movie we're going to talk about, Okaja, um, as put aside, the Mummy and then Transformer Five. It's just zero enthusiasm to see either one of those films at all. Um, yeah. That's what I mean, like, the thing I was got me thinking about, right, so if you're making The Mummy, do you know you're yeah. making a shit movie, but you're hedging your bets that enough things will go right that you cover your money or get your money back? Because surely you know that, that that's, or like Transformers 5 will be a shit movie, right? Well... What it, like, like, is that, I, don't know, I don't understand why people would think that that's a good idea to make a film. Well, I said that's a good basis for a film. I I, I think that these uh, evil producers, right? Because yeah. they are they are evil. Yeah, for sure. Um, they uh they know what they're doing, and they uh, uh you know a, a, a typical boardroom conversation I, I would go something like this, you know, um someone posed the question you just made, hmm. right? Everyone laughs hmm. out loud, <laughs> and then uh, then they then they uh, then they uh, get out their big turkey. Right, and yeah. they start carving the leg off. Right, the leg for the most powerful guy in the room. Right? Yeah. And then wait, does the most powerful guy? Sorry to interrupt. Does the most powerful guy do the carving, or does he have someone else carve for him? So, someone else is carving, but he definitely gets the drumstick, like yeah. the, the part that dries out the least. Yeah. If you know what I mean? Like he's, he's he doesn't get breast meat, right? <laughs> the breast meat's for the lower. And uh, someone else is popping the you know the you know champagne that you can't even buy, right? Yeah. Like, I'm not talking about Dom Perignon. I'm yeah. talking about like you know some some chateau that was like uh, you know wasn't wasn't invaded by the Nazis in World War Two because of some secret deal or some shit, you know, and some <laughs> some some exclusive like ridiculous banker level uh, uh, champagne, right? Yeah. Is being, is being yeah. served, and then they all finish laughing, and then uh, someone goes, "Gentlemen." evil when they all toast That's, they know what they're doing right they know that no matter what okay uh making like three times four times ten times what you spend on a movie like mm. terminator two levels right okay maybe there are people out there that want to do that but those people are coming up with creative 
stuff, right? And they're mm. taking a risk and they're like putting their heart and soul into the script and stuff. How can you put your heart and soul into a script that is a remake or is a uh, a, a fifth in line? <laughs> you can't. Of, of a cartoon that... You know, like, of a cartoon miniseries and a cartoon movie and a remake that is now on its fifth. Mm-hmm. Like, ha- you know? But that's... But what I don't understand is, like, you're, I guess you're banking on star power, right? So, like, Tom Cruise... Enough people oh, yeah. want to go see Tom Cruise. Enough people want to go see Mark Wahlberg. But those movies stank, and they didn't make any money in the box office. So it hasn't, like... You know what's like? Wouldn't they know that that's that that you can't rely on star power anymore? That nobody cares about Tom Hanks, uh, Tom, um, well, Tom Hanks or Tom Cruise, and or uh, Mark Wahlberg. They yeah. like the movie, right? They like the premise more than the, the, the actor or actors. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Well, the way I see this, right, is imagine like imagine you're cooking you're cooking dinner for right, for for I don't know. You, you don't you don't you don't necessarily want to like go out go the extra mile like you've you've, you've You've sort of uh, got a lot to do that day, so you've got to come up with something quick. Mm. Right? Come up with a standard dish that everyone likes. Throw in ingredients that everyone likes. Maybe use the maybe use the, the, the canned tomato sauce, right? Because mm. you can't you can't be fucked like boiling down the tomatoes yourself, right? Mm. Maybe you have the twenty minutes, you just don't want to do it. Who knows, mm. right? You, you know that people are one going to rock up to eat, yeah. and two, unless it's horrible, like un- inedible, people are going to eat it. And they're gonna they're gonna sort of go yeah that was that was okay, you know. This is exactly how I see this uh, th- these movies that we just talked about. Now okay, jumping ahead to uh, Octavia or whatever it is, yeah. right? Uh, whatever we think of that movie, right? I watched it. Hmm. These other movies I haven't even seen. I'm not gonna see them. I'm gonna criticize them anyway because yeah, that's what exactly. we do here in a full amount of movie reviews, right? But I saw Octavia. Because I read the synopsis and I was just like, okay, half Korean, half English, gigantic pig, uh, pulls at the heartstrings, love story, blah, blah, blah. I was like, fuck, I'll watch it, right? No, mm. it doesn't matter where I liked it or not, right? The, the thing that that movie has on the other two is that I watched it because it was, it was new and creative. Exactly right. And that's what I mean. Like, why, why does anyone, would anyone want to listen to a, a podcast on a reviewing fucking Transformers 5? We all know it's shit. It doesn't take a, you know what I mean. There's nothing to critique or no insights we could provide other than it's trash and it's and it's just not worth the time. So you know, it'd be an interesting experiment. What if I if I reviewed the movies yeah. right and I I reviewed them uh, in terms of uh, screenplay, uh, acting ability, mm-hmm. um, character arcs, um, story arc. Like the, the the stuff you get taught in like drama class, right? Like the stuff that like Shakespeare and all that like like well defined back then, right? And mm-hmm. all good movies follow that 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 components and uh, depending on how good you do those components, the the overall movie would be good, right? You know that that stuff, right? The yep. the fundamentals, the first principles or whatever, right? If I reviewed all five of those movies and let's take Transformers and let's take Terminator, right? Mm-hmm. If I reviewed all of them and all of them, both camps, and I removed all references to actors and I removed all references to characters, uh, just calling them character A, B, whatever, right? Yeah. Would you be able to tell which Terminator is which from that? And would you be able to tell which Terminator was Terminator 2 in the other, in the other pile? Do you know what I mean? Like, 
I don't know. Think about that. What do, what, what do you think? Um. Well, yeah, because okay, ultimately, it would be the enjoyment, wouldn't it? So if you would, it's commonly accepted that T two is the best, and you you enjoy that the most. So that would obviously lead to the conclusion that that it's the best. I, I think I think that you would clearly be able to see T two oh, yeah. in that in that in that list, and then T one, but then mm. the others. I don't know if you would because oh, it's all interchangeable. Yeah. Yeah, because they they're all essentially the same shit, right? Um, yeah. Terminator, Terminator, Term, uh, sorry, uh, Transformers. Holy fuck, they they're all the same. <laughs> they literally are. They literally are. It's like it's like uh, Optimus Prime needs a needs a needs a human to do something somehow, and then uh, then he dies or something. I mean, how many times has Optimus Prime died? Uh, I don't know. I've only seen the first two, so I think he died Can't in keep, two. I'm keep not sure. dying. Yeah. He's like the Sean Bean of the Autobots. Yeah, but then again, like, see, it's, it's weird because nobody would have thought that um, the Fast and Furious franchise would fucking kick off. You know what I mean? Like it has. Yeah. And I would have, I definitely would have pitched that as a like, why would you make those movies? But they make a ton of money for Universal, so it's like. <sighs> I wish Age was online to defend them. Yeah, Age would. <laughs> <laughs> I assume I assume he loves them, and I assume he's still seeing them. Well, I sh- I reckon he would, and I reckon he loves Vin Diesel. <laughs> hey, John Glue, if you're listening, <laughs> you you not being here doesn't give you a problem to defend yourself. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, exactly. All right, well, those that's been the past two weeks. So uh, this week we decided to review um, the Netflix film Okaja. Or how, how do you pronounce that? Is it Okaja? Uh, I forget in the, in the movie that was something that the, the way that they was pronouncing the girl's name was like Okaja or something like yeah, that. Yeah, it was a weird emphasis. I don't, I'm not I'm not very good at pronouncing. Um, the, the the letters themselves don't uh, allow you to pronounce it correctly. I would say. Yeah, well, it's um it's basically a Korean American movie by um the director. Bong Jong Ho, a South Korean director, um, and it's oh, we won't go through it. Uh, last time we did a movie review of Wonder Woman, we went kind of scene by scene, but we won't we won't do that today. Um, it's basically the premise of the film is that um, a super pig has been developed in a lab by an evil corporation um, with the purpose of uh, saving the environment. So this super pig is larger; it emits lower emissions; um, it eats uh, less food. Um, and can feed more people and taste better. Um, and through just a basic synopsis is um, that the super pigs get um, handed out across the globe to 26 different farmers, and the farmer that raises the best pig uh, wins a prize. Um, and one of these farmers happens to be a little girl from South Korea, or her grandfather was a farmer, and she's part of the family. And she falls in love with her pig called Okja, or Okaja, and that pig gets taken from her, and it's a story of her trying to get the pig back. Um, and there's also some um, heavy themes about corporation and corporate greed, um, the you know the treatment of animals, um, human consumption, um, that sort of thing. So some pretty cool themes. Um, what are your initial thoughts on this one, Rob? Um, well, yeah, I, I thought it was pretty good. Um, the the only thing is I wanted to mention was that mm. uh, you know uh, farming these days it's like it's it, it, it it's interesting because it's a it's a thing we always uh, we we all need to uh, be aware of right with like six or seven billion people mm-hmm. uh, in in the world and that's skyrocketing right 
uh, gradient of that curve since bloody dawn of the century or dawn of last century is ridiculous, right? So poignant, yeah. poignant uh, uh, subject matter and all that sort of stuff. Um, farming, you know, who can't who can't raise pigs and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, you probably probably do it a little bit better than others and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. Maybe in Korea they have different techniques or whatever. But the one thing you can't bank on is love. It's one thing you can't farm. <laughs> and that evil corporation, that evil corporation, didn't see that coming. The the bond that's developed between that pig and that girl, and <laughs> that girl will go to the ends of the earth for that pig. Yeah. And one thing I loved about that movie. Um, you might have criticisms about the way that they did all the comedy or whatever. Mm. Um, I personally thought it was good. Mm. Um, but you, you can't help but feel, especially if, if, if you've owned pets before, I guess. I don't want to like argue from authority here, but I'm just throwing this in. Um, you, 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 you feel that the heartstrings, right? You feel yeah. like, oh, shit. Especially you know, towards that horrible, final scene, you know? man. It was intense. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean... Um, I uh, you you very like you're very spot on there. That bond obviously is um, you know pretty pretty uh, pretty strong. And um, the I like the at the beginning there's a there's a little um, uh, okay spoiler alert. There's a, there's a scene where they look, I can't remember the girl's name. Sorry, it's a Korean name. Um, she gets in trouble, and Okaja um, sacrifices herself to save the little girl. And mm-hmm. so you can see the relationship and how they really lo- love each other. And mm-hmm. then the guest, the little girl feels obligated, well, not obligated, but she wants to do the same when Okaja gets taken away from her. Um, mm-hmm. And that final scene, do you reckon that final scene when she's, when, uh, should I spoil the ending? I don't know. There's a scene there where the pigs are getting pretty much um, uh, cattled or they're getting put through the process, the process line to be um, slaughtered. And it's very rem- reminiscent of like a World War Two prisoner of war camp or Auschwitz with all the, mm. you know, with all the um, every you can hear that the bullets and the screaming and the and the yeah. and, and the wire fencing and it's and it's like you you wouldn't feel you know it's I, a place I, of death yeah and you, and or sympathetic or upset normally I don't really I'm pretty indifferent towards farming in the sense that I understand it's a necessity um, and provided that the animals are, are killed. Um, humanely, I mm. don't really have that much thought or emotion behind behind it. But when you see mm-hmm. stuff like that, it's, and and the way that the narrate narration of the film and the emphasis of the bond between the farmer or the farm girl and her and her pig, it like you know, little little teardrops rolls down the uh, cheek there, Rob. D- d- are you not sensitive to it because you uh, aren't? presented with it or are you presented with it and couldn't, couldn't um, well, you, you, coming from your Italian, rational side well, your rational from, side of I'm very rational when it comes to these things so coming from an Italian family we do make our own sausages and whatnot every winter and believe it or not I've seen you know de- dead pig or pig carcasses hanging up from my grandfather's um, did you slaughter them yourself? yeah so it's not like um, it's, it's part of the circle of life sort of thing so you always treat the body with the, 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 the pig with respect and so you, you know nothing goes to waste everything has a purpose um, I'm sure and, the pig's like looking at you and he- from heaven just being like oh, thanks buddy <laughs> but yeah, yeah you ate my balls yeah we're even now <laughs> you never even no, oh, okay I, I just I, I just had to throw that in that was yeah. just uh, that, <laughs> that would have been a good segue on a family guy episode you know go on to like you know 
<laughs> Thanks, buddy. Yeah, yeah, we're even now. Sorry. <laughs> well, um, yeah. So I guess I never, well, I never, I've never really had a pet. So again, so that is pretty hard for me to relate to a bond between a pet, how a person can develop a, a feelings or emotional attachment to a pet. I think, I think for me, that's where like it hit me as well because mm. uh, as as a, as you said, um, I I'm a meat eater and uh, I, I know <laughs> I know that like my meat doesn't grow on trees. Mm. Um, and that hasn't stopped me from eating. Yeah. Uh, to, to be honest, though, like uh, just uh, just as a side note, like uh, my my meat eating has uh, come down recently with uh, a lot of a lot of the stuff we're reading about, you know, uh, whole foods and all that sort of stuff. Mm. Uh, being wants to watch documentaries like Fork Seven Knives or whatever, I recommend it. But like, uh, um, I, I I I mean, for me, the thing that made my heartstrings get pulled was the fact that uh, I can relate to having a pet. Yep. Um, and it's just like once you get a, once you fall in love with something, like even if I had a pet pig, right? Uh, that would be the only. I, I would irrationally say that's the only pig that I don't want to have slaughtered. Yeah. I still want to eat bacon. You know what I mean? It wouldn't put me off eating bacon. It'd just be like, you know, no, that's my pig. I'm connected to that. So it's like the the connection transcends what what the animal is and all mm. that sort of stuff, right? Well, the grand the grandfather. Um, so basically, what what happens is that we're Okay, Kaja gets taken away whilst the grandfather takes his granddaughter up the mountain. And yeah. they have a little argument or a pretty, big, a pretty big argument and he tries to explain to her that he has a, pic, a picture of Okaja and he says, look, this is the shoulder, that's the ribs, you know, trying to pretty much say that it's not a pet, it's food. Uh-huh. But again, so it's good to see like how there's two different schools of thought. As you said, there's, there's one person who has the emotional attachment and the other person who just literally sees it as food. So... The, the thing is, though, like in in uh, coming back to like the the, the, the I guess the uh, like the the balance of it, right? Mm. Like everything, everything to some extent is balanced. Or I mean, that's, that's a philosophical claim. It's not really true, but like that's what they're trying to put through in this uh, in this movie. Is uh, you can develop a pig that is more meat, tastier meat, less emissions, perfect. But I think the one thing that came with that was the fact that the pig is super smart. Mm. Oh, yeah, that's what I wanted to mention. Yeah, height and intelligence, yeah. So the pig yeah. was actually able to uh, empathize with the kid. Yeah. And when, the, when it say, I'm pretty sure that's what that scene was all about. You mentioned earlier about saving the kid's life right mm. at the start. It's like he doesn't want the kid to die, right? So she. it's like. It's a shoe. Yeah. Did I, did, did I say he? Yeah. I thought I said the kid. Uh. Oh, you mean Okja? Yeah, Okja is a hit, she. Yeah. Oh, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, what, did, what, what did you think during that fucking rape scene? That's, Why was that guy that's, going? That's, Why that's, did that guy bring another male pig to rape a male pig? That's, uh, let's let's <laughs> edit that out. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, exactly. And and that kind of, you, you would, I guess, assume that, that a pig with heightened intelligence would have, um, I guess, uh, what's the word? cognitive thought will be able to um feel emotions and rationalize emotions as well so um yeah. okay so a couple of questions what do you think of uh the act the action sequences i thought they were really well done yeah it was it was awesome and mm. uh the the tie-in of comedy at the same time mm. like when they're like on the drug scene and all that fantastic yeah the, the, I, thought the, was, I thought it was well made yeah the chase scene through soul was actually really well choreographed the um there's a scene where uh, an animal activist group called the um, Animal Liberation Front basically um, hijack Okaja to stop her from um, being sent to New York and there's a chase scene 
um, through the, the streets of Seoul and it's just really well choreographed and it's actually got, a, I, have, I would say it's probably one of the better, best action sequences I've seen um, this year because it's, there is a bit of CGI but there's a lot of practical stunts um, and most yep. of the CGI is obviously on the pig and how the pig interacts with the real life but there's no um, CGI buildings or whatnot. It's all kind of well choreographed um, and played out where it's literally the CGI of the pig, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So you engage more because it's just, it's just not a, a fake car on a fake set with like all this green, scene, green um, screen stuff. So um, yep. actually, speaking of that, what do, you, do you think at times that the pig looked a bit too fake? Like almost borderline cartoonish? Uh, the, I mean, the, the, the whole CGI of the pig uh, was okay, I thought. Mm. It, it was okay. Fantastic. It, wasn't, it wasn't great. It was okay, yeah. Yeah, like, that, there's a there's a few parts in the early part of the film where it's, like, a bit um, forced, a bit mm. overacting, and a bit... Yeah, but, I mean, you know, it, at the end of the day, it's not Hollywood, right? So, mm. I, 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 and I don't mind about that because, it, like, it comes down to the whole... Um, I would rather go see a movie that has a storyline, originality, good action, and uh, good good messages and all that stuff instead of CGI. Whereas, mm. you know, you go see uh, the Mummy, CGI is fantastic, uh, mm. but you know, everything else sucks. <laughs> exactly, and you're just literally watching people react to CGI. So this is definitely isn't that. Um, yeah. And I thought it was good how it's set up. So initially, you see the farm girl, um, and she, the Okaja, accidentally rams into a tree and drops all this fruit, and she's upset because the fruit isn't ripe yet. So it's like a waste, and she doesn't want waste. And then mm-hmm. obviously, she comes from that old school mentality where everything in farming, you, you, you use everything, you don't throw anything away against. I guess juxtaposed against the modern world where everything's disposable and everything's instantly disposable. So yeah. um, there's that dichotomy between Seal City mm, and uh, yeah, and the farm. Yeah, it's it and it's not hand fisted. It's, it's well thought out. Um, all yeah, right, so what did you? Um, I guess a lot of the comic relief comes from the uh, activists, the Animal Liberation Front, the ones that are trying to help the little girl get Okaja back to Korea. Um, mm-hmm. What did you think of their motives? I thought they were a bit. Um, uh, they 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 probably did add the biggest comic relief, and they were almost a caricature or I guess stereotype of the of the different types of activists you get, like hippies and you know, do writers. Yeah, yeah. It was. I thought it was kind of funny the humor they put to them. Yeah, yeah. And the fact that they like had like a even amongst themselves like. Um, they were lying to each other to some extent, yeah. you know, or they were yeah. like, uh, they had their own motives, which for me, like, is, is a classic stereotype, um, of like, uh, of any, uh, any organization that, that starts out good, like, you know, these far left progressive or, I mean, progressive is probably not the wrong word, the wrong word, cause it's not far left enough, but like ultra, ultra far left, mm. you know, uh, say like Greenpeace or something, you know, that like will uh, we'll, we'll start ramming ships and um, all this other stuff, you know, like, like as the, the original founder of Greenpeace would say that he uh, he thinks they've turned into a, they've got so ideologically dri- driven that they want to one-up themselves and be the, 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 the saints. So they, they uh, become almost like a terrorist organization where they will do anything to get the, get the ideologically put forward, mm. um, ideology put forward, I should say. And, uh, 
Um, I don't know, like, you saw that, uh, you know, they wanted to keep going with the mission, and then the other guy was like, no, we're not going to do that. So it was like, you could see, like, the, the, the splintering starting to occur, and I think they put that in there just to be maybe like a um, uh, a suggestion that there's a bit of hypocrisy with, like, no matter no matter how these all, once you become organized and ideology-driven, it's hard to escape hypocrisy. Mm. Yeah, well, that's true. Um, I, 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 I kind of... Um... I I don't know. I just I I thought um, it was it was it's hard to have an opinion on one of these guys one any way any which way or the other because um, they were, I thought they were just there purely just for the sort of comedic effect, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah. and they did that pretty well. So it's kind of making light of their I guess beliefs. So, yep. um, but I mean, I mean, I mean, one of the things I want to talk about is like, who's funding these guys? Because they have some wicked gear. Yeah, <laughs> you know yeah, I mean? yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's a, it's a bit over the top that, um, like, I, I just thought they were a bit over the top. And, um, well, not all of them. The main guy, what's the main guy's name? The guy from There Will Be Blood. Um, oh, I can't remember. Oh, shit. The, uh, Paul Dano. Is that his name? The, the uh, white guy can't remember yeah well paul dano he's the leader of the and he's probably the only one that um he obviously has a very hard sort of set uh, belief system mm-hmm. and so he was pretty cool his character was um he obviously had a lot of remorse for some of the actions because some of the actions that this this group does are, are a bit shady but um he's pretty well thought out but the rest are kind of just i don't know just there for comment relief um and uh he's actually here's a question for you here's a question for you the ending um, ends up at a pig farm, but they're in New York City. So, is the pig farm in New York City? <laughs> yeah, it could be. It could be in New York State. New York State. Oh, that seems more likely. Mm. <laughs> like, where the hell are they going to fit a pig farm for those huge pigs? Yeah, in exactly. New York City? It'd be a fucking expensive operation. Oh, dude, mental. Um, what, did, what did you think of um, uh, of uh, the main villain? Well, not. I guess it's hard to say she's a villain because she's literally. I guess her motives are pure, that she's just trying to save the world. So Tilda Swinton's character of Nancy Mirando, mm-hmm, the female mm-hmm. executive, what did you think of her? Oh, uh, yeah, classic, uh, mm. you know, um, uh, like, you know, uh, a bit comedic, um, a bit sort of haphazard, always wanting to impress her sister, mm. um, or like not impress her, but one up her sister, mm. maybe. Um Super sinister, even more sinister than her. Um, her uh, well, that's what I mean. Like you, you say you want to save the planet, but then your your company does some pretty dodgy practices and treats the animals exceptionally poorly. Well, that's the thing because yeah. uh, her 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 like you know her family is sinister, right? Mm. Because they say that, and then uh, you know, is it more? Is it? I don't know the answer to this. Uh, maybe perhaps it's rhetorical, but is it more sinister? To do something sinister and not hide it, or is at least you know yeah, you're I'm both doing the same. You're both doing the same shit, right? Yeah. But one's hiding it, one's yeah. being honest about it. What's what's the more sinister? Are they equally sinister, more that more sinister or less sinister? <laughs> um, I just think she was just. Uh, I don't know. She, she was. I think she would be the type of CEO that's actually naive to 
what's actually going on. So she would have one of these things where oh, I only do big picture, but then I expect this done yesterday. So, I, and I don't care how, it's, I don't want to pay attention to how you do things. Just get it done. Yeah. yeah. So um, they're not, and let's be honest, few CEOs actually give a fuck about the environment or um, ethical corporate practices, right? They preach it, but they very rarely care about it because they're the oh, they're sales guys. Yeah, the sales guys, the shareholders. The bottom yeah. line. So I thought that just hit the nail of the head so spot on about how um, she, it's about how she's perceived, and yeah, she's got this public persona of wanting to save the environment through this uh, super ethical. Well, it's true. Yeah. It's true because people invest in shit companies because they have uh, uh, good CEOs, right? Hmm. CEO can be all the difference sometimes. Not well, all the time. Sometimes. I mean, I mean, maybe maybe not the difference between a fucking failed company and a good one, but definitely between. Hmm. The realistic value and an overvaluation, I would right. say, is, can be a CEO. Okay, so I would argue that she's more worried about changing her perception than, than she is about changing the, the company's practices. Yeah. So Could she be. says she's about the environment, but if she were, she would go, well, why the fuck are we locking these guys in cages where there's no room? Or why are we treating these, like, why are we implementing these bad practices? Yeah, she's li- she's lying. But do you, do you think that she's genuine in wanting to be uh, no a better? Yeah, I don't think he. No, she just wants people to think she is. Yeah, because she's a she's a scumbag. Yeah, a book yuck. All right, what mm. about um the uh, hey what was that? Kaputz. <laughs> Kaputz. What about uh Jake Gyllenhaal and his uh Doctor Johnny Wilcox? That uh, I I reckon that they should have used a no name actor for that because mm. um I, uh, I I I reckon that. How do, where do I begin? It's like, you know, like um, Jared Leto in uh, yes. Suicide Squad. Yes, I thought that was horrible. That yeah. acting job. Yeah, just thought I just thought like, um, you know, I I could show up and do that acting job because all I have to do is just like not look people in the eye, be frantic, just do just do non non normal human stuff, um, and uh, look crazy, and then you match the the bill. You you fit the bill for crazy guy that that is the Joker, right? Or crazy mm. guy that is this uh, stupid uh, uh, reporter or whatever, news presenter, right? Anyone can do that, right? Mm. But every character, no matter how crazy, has to be sort of relatable. And that's like where great, great talent, like, um, I don't know, like, like great, great, when you think of great characters, right? Like, no matter how crazy, like even Hannibal Lecter, right? Like by, uh, what's his name? Um, uh, fuck, draw a blank here. Uh, what's his name? Uh, Anthony Hopkins. Yeah, yeah. Um, Sir Anthony. Sir Anthony. He uh, he played a character that none of us would know how to fucking emulate or whatever. But he he did it with some sort of human humanity as well. So you could you could see that it's a depraved human. Mm-hmm. Like this this news presenter guy, like he's just doing the whole like stand up and screaming, 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 then stop screaming and then sit down and then. Shaking his head and then uh, turning away and wearing high socks and st- it's just like I-, I just thought that um, it was an incredibly talentless performance. It was a caricature of a guy who's eccentric slash conflicted slash alcoholic, um, and you're very. I reckon you're very you're, like you're aware that you're watching Jake Gyllenhaal play a weirdo. If that makes sense. Yeah. So it's it just took you kind of out. I I won't lie. I think the there's a scene there where um uh he's got Okja in the lab, 
mm-hmm. and he's trying to do a mating program or whatever, and mm-hmm. he, he also wants to take some of the meat out of Okaja to taste her or do like mm-hmm. just see how the meats taste. And um, I I don't know, maybe it was if it was played a bit more straight or a bit more low-key, he probably would have empathized with him a bit more. But because he was just mm-hmm. so off-putting, maybe that was the point of it. So you could have these serious issues, but then you have him being a, a tool or a toss bag to offset well, it. Well, I couldn't understand the character because at the start, he like was just basically falling in love with the pig, right? Because mm. he, knows, he knows it from the metrics and stuff. But like, and then, then he's like psycho in that regard. It's like, uh, it's, it's almost like too flippant. It's, it's almost yeah. like, um, yeah. it's almost like I can't, I, I don't know. I can't quantify this. All I can give you is all I can do is watch it and just tell you whether I like it or not. I yeah, can't exactly. go into it. There's, well, there's no science here, no, but, uh, but I didn't is, like it. Yeah. But what I'm saying is it's not, um, it, he's probably designed to be off putting as well because all these characters are fun. Oh, I have some sort of element where they're off putting, but he's like, he's like, Tilda Swinton's character in the sense that he just wants people to know that he's an animal activist, but he doesn't care that about being an animal activist. Yeah, I, 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 I don't, I don't think that the character. I'm not attacking the character himself. I think that the character is oh, done something. The more the acting. I'm, I'm attacking. I'm, ta- I'm attacking the acting. I oh. think the acting was poor. Mm, okay. Yeah, six, four out of ten. Mm, or the movie or his acting. His acting. Uh, no, I'll give. That's I reckon. It, Five. They should have. They, they should have gone with a no name for that. Like, why? Why get a? Why get a big name for that? Mm. I mean, yeah, interesting. Um, I would say he's probably the only part of the film. He only has a handful of scenes, but when he's in them, he kind of. It's almost like he's playing like, um, um, Jim Carrey, um, Ace Ventura. His character is essentially. Yeah, but. Even even Jim Carrey, like I, I've I've watched that very recently. Mm. Even Jim Carrey is more relatable, right? <laughs> yeah. Like like Ace Ventura is like a relatable guy that's just 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 funny and goofy and yeah. stuff, right? He's he's still not like a, uh, I don't know, like uh, I I I gotta like go back through the movie and point out all these times like where he's like he's squaring off too much and he's like standing up too fast and he's like doing all this stuff but when Jim Carrey did it it's like okay he stands up too fast or he does like a funny like a head twitch or something mm. after he's made a point or something mm. that makes sense so it's almost like the, the 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 actual physical part of his acting is like amplifying uh what he's trying the point message he's trying to get across to you as a viewer mm. I know um but but with with Hall's character was is, is almost like yeah, just just be weird, don't be a normal person, and uh, read these lines. You know, thanks weird. thanks for coming. Weird for the here's, sake of being your, weird. Here's your quarter of a million dollars. Yeah. Um. All right. Cool. What about um? Okay. So all right. Some hard hitting issues now. What about okay, Joe? Would you would you have a problem eating gen- genetically modified foods? Uh. Hmm. Yes. You to would. that extent. Yes. Yeah. Because it's so different from its father animal, or from its uh, its common ancestor, or whatever you want to call it. Hmm. Well, well um, say, so, but isn't all animals just a form of mutation from the from the previous sort of generation? Isn't I don't know. It feels feels a bit too uh, too much to me. Provided that the mutation, if it meets meat, though, if that's what I don't understand. So, if if it's how could it be bad for you? 
I'm not a scientist. So I don't know. I don't have. <laughs> I just think. I just think that, like, you know, if the if the if the meat is the same as it mm. was, and it's just an animal that's bigger, mm-hmm. it's probably okay. But if there's something different in the meat, like there's more calories per per whatever or whatever, mm-hmm. and you start feasting on it, because you, you as a human, you don't give a shit about the energy involved in the meat. You just care mm-hmm. about whether your your tummy is full or right. Yeah, that's true. Or not, right? So if you're eating this shit, I don't know. Like for me, I I I like to. I'm totally in a natural food mode, to be honest. Well, okay. So, what about so the so I reckon um, a lot of the pork pork meat can be quite tough, right? So, would you argue that <laughs> growing a huge pig? Do you think occasional would actually taste good? Do you, do you think it should taste delicious? In the in the film, they say it tastes delicious, but I don't know, like. I guess pork belly would be amazing because it's. If huge. it tastes different, the meat mm. tastes different. Then what the fuck? How does how does it suddenly taste different? Mm. Right, I don't understand. And uh, secondly, like, is it more concentration of minerals or some shit? Or it's more concentration of certain elements, particular elements in the meat? Um, is that healthy or not healthy? Who knows? But um, definitely, uh, there's. You'd be able to make some fucking supersized, like, chasu fucking pork from mm. it. You know what I mean? Um. Pork, pork belly would be uh, would be uh, much bigger, but then like ratios of 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 skin to fat lining to to meat underneath. Hopefully those 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 pres- those well loved ratios are maintained. And if they aren't maintained, it's it's somehow better that we we haven't yet yet to experience and not mm. worse. You know what I mean? Mm. Uh, and well, the other thing is though the stress that the animals. So those animals looked really stressed out, right? Because they're all caged in. Um, and wouldn't that also affect, cause isn't it proven that the stress can release, um, or affects the way that the meat, um, the enzymes break or something breaks down the meat. Doesn't it stress affect the, the I have taste heard that I have heard, I don't know, but I have heard that, um, and when I say I have heard, I haven't ever researched this, but I have heard that if, uh, if a, if a pig or if a animal starts to experience adrenaline, mm-hmm. Um, it can make the meat worse. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's, that's what I've heard quick, too. Yeah, a, qu- a quick kill is better, but um, then people say that you know the the way to stop that is you know if you if you slice the pig's throat so that the blood doesn't drains out of it completely, then it doesn't sit in the meat to poison it, mm. or not poison it, but to 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 uh, make it not as good. Yeah, I guess. Okay. Well, these animals are put under heaps of stress because they're all prodded. Um, by electrical probes and they're all shot in the head with a bullet. Um, so, I mean, if they have heightened intelligence, which is implied heavily in the movie, to the extent where uh, a, a baby pig, a piglet, is um, pushed out of the fence by its parents because they can save it. So, there's, you know, they're aware, they're aware that they're going to die. Mm. I would lead me to believe that the meat would taste terrible. <laughs> yeah, not ideal, I would. No, no. Like you'd want these pigs to be in an open farm, sort of free range, and then you just kill them unexpectedly, <laughs> sort of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because they they're smart; they know what's going on. Anyway, well, uh, he knows he knows he knows he knows about death, right? Because yeah, exactly. he saved his friend. He saved yeah. his mate. Yeah, exactly right. Um, I mean, like the only thing they can't do is talk, but they pretty much know what else is going on. So, um, cool. All right, well, okay, so out of this, I don't know, or whatever rating system you want to come up with, would you, would you, how would you highly recommend, likely to recommend, somewhat to yeah, recommend? 
highly recommend this movie. Yeah, it's I true. reckon too. I reckon this is the first film I've seen this year that's entirely original and has had me engaged. I'm loving Netflix when they pull off this stuff as oh, well, right? So good. It's, it's like it's like um, I just turn on my Netflix and see it come up, right? Mm. Just like check this shit out. Everyone loves it, you know. And you watch it, you like it as well, you know. It's awesome. Mm. It's accessible, right? I don't have to go. I mean, if that's not a fucking nail in the coffin of the cinema industry, like, I don't have to get up and do anything. I just turn on my TV and I've got something that's better than the shit that's out in the cinema right now. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And I would um, argue that, so Netflix recently... Fucking cinema's, cinema's cag. <laughs> cag. It's cag. Um, so I, um, I'm not sure if you, um, read this as I did, but in, or heard about this. So the Netflix CEO said that they had too much success lately. Um, yeah. so, and because they've had too much success, they actually need more failures to work out what's better, if that makes sense. So they're looking for a higher cancellation rate because that will hopefully drive up, I guess, the more shows you cancel, the better, the better the better the shows are that remain, I guess, if that makes sense. Yeah, they're booming, obviously. They're just mm. booming because uh, they're, so, they're so early to market that, mm. that um, they've got no real competition either. I mean, I'm sure there's competitive things for it but mm. because they were first, I guess. But um, Well, not to that when scale. You're bo- Those films, they, they produce a lot of content like Hulu um, and um, H. Well, maybe not HBO. What's the other one? Like, there's Hulu, right? And the Amazon. Amazon one. Fire as well. Yeah, yeah, but they don't. They will maybe have one hit TV show a year. Yeah. But Netflix have yeah. like four or five or six, even like once a month. Yeah. There's a Netflix original that's out, and it's. I think. Be I good. think that um, all of them right now, because the market, like the total market for mm-hmm. them, is going to be huge, right? Mm-hmm. Because everyone wants easy shit, right? Yep. And uh, no one wants to go to the cinemas if they don't have to, right? Mm. Um, because arguably the cinema experience isn't worth it anymore in, in places I've been to because it's so expensive now. Yeah, exactly. It's not cheap. It's not cheap. Oh, um, um, uh, just before, before I'll jump in, um, oh, there's a, something in the paper about how um, I think Malaysia has the world's most expensive ticket prices and Australia's like second. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's pretty expensive. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. I tend to go to the premium sometimes because um it's well why not you know with mm. the when you go to the movies because it's expensive anyway. But yeah, like as the same with Netflix, right? Um, uh, it's it's interesting that they said that because that for me means that they're smart and they're looking forward because if you just embrace it and you just pump out shit you're going to make money right mm-hmm. uh, and then you've got to be careful that someone doesn't come in and have a competitive advantage over you. some small fish doesn't have a competitive advantage over you and say you know what we don't just pump out shit we're, we're the one that we can guarantee you good quality stuff mm. you know what I mean so if they start pumping out crap everyone's just going to go like yeah Netflix were first they had early success um, they didn't really monitor what they were doing uh, blah 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 blah, but it won't be their fault because they're just following the cash, right? You're, mm. you're a company, um, you're a company, right? And and someone's going to give you money for doing this. Of course, it's going to pull your company in that direction, right? Mm. That works. Capitalism. Yeah. Well, I I just thought it was interesting that that they um acknowledged that as of late that they've been well, particularly in TVs, movies that they haven't they haven't really had a, a lot of success with movies. I mean, this film 
and I think uh, Beasts of No Nation, um, the Idris Elba uh, African uh, yeah. Civil, Civil War movie. Um, yeah. Though these two have pretty been, pretty much been the best or, or, or most well received films. Um, the Adam Sandler films and um, that Brad Pitt movie War Machine, they be, they were critically just panned, right? So nobody gave a, they gave a flying fuck about those films. But in particular, their TV shows seem to be or seem to be of a higher standard than what's presently out on the market. But I guess the problem with that is if you're making 20 shows a year that are all good, the cost of those shows... I know what he's saying is that you won't get anything brilliant, if that makes sense, and I guess that's what they want to be the point of difference where they may only have five or six shows, but these five or six shows are absolutely gold. Um the fact that they've highlighted that as a potential concern is mm. good because that means they're thinking about it. Mm. Exactly, exactly. They're future-proofing themselves, yeah. which uh, it's hard. I mean, that comes down to a culture of a company. Yeah. Um, and it's good to see that they have that. All right, cool, cool. All right, yeah, listeners, check this one out on Netflix. Okaja, that's O-K-J-A. Um, it's a really good film, highly enjoyable, and... Um, just before we finish on Netflix, yeah. I fucking hope they bring out the star system, yeah? What, what? I hate the thumbs up system. Oh, dude, how bad is it? I hate it. I just want to, like, I, I, uh, Amy Schumer, no one, I mean, okay, uh, Netflix is too big of a company to be influenced by one fucking thing, mm. right? But, you know, Amy Schumer bloody uh, gets the credit for it, right? Because she was the most recent fucking bomb. Mm. That, 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 that was, that was fucking horrible and it deserved one star. And there is a likelihood that I might accidentally see something of equally your next fucking your next mm. fucking comedy special might come up as fucking highly recommended to me because of the thumb system. You know mm. what I mean? Well, the the um the formula that they use to say, oh, this has an eighty percent hit rating with you, and some of these films that come up with like eighty percent hit rating, it was like, fuck, these are trash movies, and 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 it it, it doesn't make any sense. It never picks anything you like anymore. But oh, I, felt, I felt, I felt, I felt like with the star system, if you gave stuff one, you didn't see shit that was related to it. No, exactly, exactly. So I, I still see it now. It's just like, oh, you know, there's a, there's a small number in red or a small number in green or whatever, and I'm just, I don't know, taking any notice of that. I'm, I'm clicking the pictures, you know. Yeah. Well, I guess they did that as well because, um, if their own content gets a one star, you won't see it again. But this way, it, it kind of stays at the forefront. I mean, they've said that they've done that on one hand, but then they're wanting to make sure that they don't produce shite, right? So, <laughs> yeah, I mean, no, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Right, well, what do you? Oh, Netflix, man. You know, come on. Yeah, I. It, um, Bill Burr on his podcast pretty much says, you know, um, fucking Hitler, thumbs down. You know. Um, yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, spilling your tea, thumbs down. They're not the same thing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. All right, cool. Check that out, listeners. Check that one out. All right. All right. Okay, so something we did last week, we um, or last episode, sorry, was talk about some video games and review some video games. Um, we got Dave joining us for this segment, the video game chat. How are you, Dave? Not too bad, Matt. Good. Welcome, welcome back. Welcome back. Um, enjoy your couple of weeks off from the pod. Yeah, it's been a bit of a hiatus. Hiatus. And I have I have enjoyed my time <laughs> playing a few games, doing a bit of this, bit of that. That's what we like to hear. That's why we got you on board. All right. Um, so the first, um, there's a bit of news. Oh, well, not really news, but news in the sense that we've only been able to get to it now um, is Nintendo's release of the new Super Nintendo Mini uh, Classic. Mm-hmm. 
Um, and basically that comes off or back off the success of the original Nintendo Mini, um, which had unprecedented demand. So what do you, like, I guess the thing I wanted to go over with this is, like, is this something, besides nostalgia, is this actually something good for gaming? Because I've got an emulator with all those games that are on the SNES and they didn't cost me anything um, and I can play that on my computer, like, now. So what's the big deal? Why do people want this stuff? Um, well, n- nostalgia, for sure. But that, that's it, right? Uh, yeah, but you, you're also coming at it from a perspective of someone that has some idea about what they're doing. Not everyone knows how to set up an emulator no, or runs a computer either. Here's a question with an emulator. Like, how do you manage save games and stuff? Does it for or you? playing with someone else. Also does playing with someone else. No, it does it for you. So, so you... It's, it's complete emulation of the mm-hmm. system. Yeah, in that in that regard, then yeah, like you're probably not going to get the market of those people that know how to do that. But um, there's going to be like kids, uh, guys that have kids that uh, want their kids to experience a SNES. Mm. Can't be fucked with the whole. Uh, here's a computer, like you got to hold Alt to start it and then load the ROM and watch out for the porn when you download them and all this stuff, right? <laughs> Just like here's here's a controller, like yeah. you, you, this is the on button. Uh, I mean, yeah, that's you know what I mean? yeah, that's what I, I I like it for the controller. I bought one. Well, I put one pre-order in for the control, um, mm-hmm. and is it a full-size control? Yeah, full-size control. Is it an actual full-size desk control? Okay. Uh, yeah, the, the console itself isn't, but yeah, the the controller is. Yeah, and the other thing we bought was for Star Fox too, so that was never released. Um, yeah, and that's one of the games that's getting released on the console. Um, so some of the games on the console are Contra Three. I never played it. Never be Contra fan. Donkey Kong Country. Um, Final Fantasy 3, I really want to play that. Uh, be, that sounds pretty fun. Um, I guess uh, Zelda, Link to the Past, but again, I've played it to death on the emulator. Uh, Star Fox 2, uh, yeah, fucking Street Fighter 2 Turbo Hyper Fighting, right? Uh, I, I wasted money getting Street Fighter 2 HD remaster on, on Switch because it, I mean, how many times have I bought this game now for fuck's sake? Um, yeah, but uh, is is this new SNES gonna have internet? No. And uh, I'd say you got it on the better deal because, um, you know, you can you don't have to play with someone sitting next to you. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's true. Um, and Yoshi's Island, I guess, is something I never really played, so I look forward to playing those. Um, I mean, how difficult how difficult is it gonna be for me and you to play that game? You know, um, like me living in Malaysia. On like Switch. Once a year, maybe. No, no like on uh, SNES. So Switch is better because we can play online, right? Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I don't know if you can even party though. I don't know. I don't know if that's true actually. Oh, okay. I hope it is because that's fucking shit. If not, yeah, it's Nintendo, so I don't know if they put much thought into it. Um, okay, so the question I guess out of that is: Would you buy like where does this end? Would you buy an N64 Classic, PlayStation Classic? Um, I wouldn't buy N64. Mm. Graphics um, too shit. Yeah, yeah exactly. I I wasn't in love I wasn't in love with the uh, Nintendo sixty four as much as I was in love with the Super, the SNES, mm-hmm. SNES or whatever you call it. Yep, Super Nintendo. Yep. I thought the SNES was a fantastic console. Yeah, there was so many fantastic games. Yeah, yeah, it was it was, it was epic. Uh, what about you, Dave? Would you buy Nintendo sixty four or PlayStation one classic? Um, nah, probably not. 
Would you get this one? Uh, nah, probably not. No. Uh, look, uh, to be honest, there's only a couple games that I really would have played that I haven't played previously. I don't know. I thought about it, but I'm not going to go out of my way to get it. Mm. I had my time with the SNES. I really enjoyed it, and there's going to be the odd game which I get or get a fix via just the 3DS. Mm. So I, it's definitely nostalgia. Have you so got, have you got not, a 3DS? Yeah. Yeah. Ago. Like. Um, it was like a DS, but larger. What's the three? What, like, okay, what's the 3D like, and what are the games like? Um, it, it's like every Nintendo handheld console you've ever had, just with better rendering and um, like larger format games. Okay. So, like Fire Emblem has actual anime sequences in um, in cutscenes. Oh, okay. But it's still like a, a top-down type JRPG style game. Oh, okay. Um, Pokemon was like a 3D aspect. I mean, I, the, th- the 3D-ness wasn't really a draw card because I don't really care about that. Is it stereosto- stereoscopic? Is that where the screen, so the 3D goes back into the screen as opposed to out towards you? Mm. Yes. Is that what it's called? Yes. Yeah. I guess so. Yeah. Um, yeah, so that's the functionality of the 3DS. So you've got a scale bar and I rarely use it. Like, okay. But it, the games that I did have were just all the classics, so Animal oh. Crossing, Pokemon, Fire Emblem, like the same you know, three <laughs> yeah. or four games I played on every yeah. DS console. Well, that's what I mean. Same, so, yeah, like, same with the Switch. The Switch, I bought Super the, Street Fighter again, but like, why? I, I, I own that, so many copies of that game. It's like, why do I keep buying things, this game? There's things that... The reason why I'll probably buy one of these mini classics is because... Uh, and this is completely personal preference, right? Mm. Um and uh, uh, I, th- I think that there's games that you probably everything sounds good in nostalgia um, with, with a bit of, with a tad of nostalgia thrown in there, right? Everything yep. sounds awesome, right? Um, but there's probably games you don't want to play again um, in their original state. Um, and and for instance, like I remember when we tried playing uh, Age of Empires two like many years ago. Yeah, I, f- I found that like holy fuck, the pathfinding in this game. The the, the the clicking everywhere and the you know just it just felt like damn this is dated this game I hate it but um, um so that's why I think like there's there's some franchises on Nintendo that would be better off waiting for a remake on the Switch or something modern that would be better because like for instance Street Fighter uh, would be better on the Switch I would say because the internet connectivity if indeed there is internet connectivity um, playing it on uh, uh, the Super NES. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I, that that is literally going to be me beating uh, the boss uh, by myself, maybe once or twice, and then on the odd occasion someone comes around, maybe playing them in Street Fighter a couple of times, and that's it. That's all the playtime that's going to get. But the NES, yeah, I but... think, has the the advantage that because oh, you can HD render the the graphics, and because it's essentially cartoon or thirty two bit. It's still engaging, if that makes sense. Whereas on which console? The Super Nintendo. But you can't do that with the N64 because they're all that weird polygon or hexagon shape stuff. Weird. I'm making a case between a Switch and a SNES. Well, that's what I'm saying. That that's why the SNES has has an advantage. That's what I'm saying is that over the Switch. 
Well, yeah, because you can still play those nostalgia games because of the the graphics aren't uh, the 32 What bit. I'm saying, yeah, but what I'm saying is that um, the nostalgia once what it's like once you nostalgia is great until you actually play it, and then you realise that the reason why you're not playing it anymore, the reason why you didn't keep your Super Nintendo in the oh. first place, is because you got over it. Right? Well, for some games, but yeah, I but mean, who cares though? Yeah, platformers are platformers. Like, aside well, from all of that, like, does why would Nintendo care if you play it? For a hundred years, or if you play it for one day, if you buy the thing, exactly. And how hard? How like? What do you think the actual cost of manufacture is for it? Yeah, yeah, but uh, I mean, two dollars fifty per unit. It's an easy cash grab, man. (laughs) What I'm saying is, is that that, well, the consumer point of view is that people want a nostalgia fix, and they're going to get it because I'm sure Nintendo. It's this was not a, you know, like a which. This was not a mutually exclusive NPV decision where they picked one over the other. They some like fucking intern would have punched out this, this project to release these things. Like it, I, I think what like Rob, they're going to do everything you said over time as they run out of new IP stuff. Mm-hmm. But these sorts of things can be punched out in a weekend. Like it's not a huge. It's not a huge drain on Nintendo resources. So it's not like you're missing out. On better experiences because they pumped out a two dollar fifty fucking I don't know mass produced. It, like, well, I don't it's know cheap. What's, what's your point? Cheap. Yeah, what's your point? <laughs> My point is, is that don't get don't. There is no argument for the consumer because they're not missing out on anything. So they're still going to get those things, or they're not going to get those things, but not no, because. But, yeah, but um, my my my. What I'm saying is, um, the question was whether you would buy one or not. Yeah, right? exactly. So if you so my, my whole. What would you put it towards? This. My or the my Switch? point is, my point is that I'd probably buy one, but I would only buy it based on maybe three of the twenty games on there or whatever it is, right? Mm. Because seventeen of the rest of the games, um, I don't think I would actually enjoy because their time is gone for those games. The reason why I don't play that, the reason why I didn't keep my SNES in the first place is because those games would be dated now. Um, and there's games, there's game franchises on there that are like like what Sam was saying before with the Street Fighter. Um, I think that re-releasing it on uh, SNES would be uh, probably pretty much the same as what it was back in the day, um, and therefore I, I would say that's not interesting to me anymore. Mm. So I would not buy a SNES based on Street Fighter. Yeah. Probably not based on, uh, uh, you know, uh, Donkey Kong Country and stuff like this. But I'd probably I'd probably be- buy it based on Mega Man and uh, Super Metroid and. Uh, uh, Secret of Mana. Secret of Mana is going to be awesome, right? But uh, the the thing is, even with... Um, uh, so has the list of games all been released? Yes. The full list? Yes. Yep. yep. So I guess the hypothetical is, based on that list... Is it worth it? Would you buy it at 100 bucks? What's the price? Is, uh, that 100, is it 100 bucks? It's, it's about 150 AUD. Uh, yeah, I'd... I'd probably wait for it to come down a little bit yeah i don't think they will i think they're literally pumping out like five million of these things and that's that's it yeah that's probably a little bit too expensive for me at this moment but at the same time like playing secret of mana and uh super metroid can only really be done on a emulator at the moment right well that's the other thing with Um, emulators that they're not um scaled correctly so they're very small on your screen on your monitor um you can get emulations for android phones but i mean it's pretty hard playing to like 
pressing buttons that are on the screen that you're watching, if that my, makes sense. My experience with emulators was not very good based no. on the fact that, you know, you don't have the right controller and it's like shitty. you, you got to like know what you're doing and it's all that sort of stuff. So. All the images are stretched and it doesn't look that great. Whereas this is... I do want to play Secret of Mana and I do want to play Super Metroid mm. again in its, in its initial glory state, right? Um, but I could care less. I mean, Mega Man would be good as well, but I could do that on my Xbox right now if I wanted to because mm. they've re-released all those. Fair enough. So that's, that's sort of what I'm saying, like, um, I would probably buy this at some point because there's some games on there that I can't play right now unless I use an emulator. Mm. But franchises like Street Fighter, um, Metroid, all that, they do have, uh, uh, you know, current generation ways of uh, current generation games, right? And even and maybe they'll do re-releases of that on the Switch as well. Cool. To do a cash grab, as you say, like at that point in time. Well, they are because they re- did the HD remake of the Super Street Fighter. Um, yeah, yeah. Exactly. All right, cool. Well, okay, I guess that leads me into my next... So on a similar sort of vein of question or topics, um, Age of Empires 1 is getting a HD remaster. Um, and I guess that's probably off the back of the success of the Age of Empires 2 HD remaster and all the, re, all the new expansion packs that came along with it. Uh, good, bad, indifferent. Do you guys care? Or do you think, you know, is this worth... The forty bucks it would cost to play it. I'm not going to buy it on launch date. I'm going to wait to see mm. what happens because uh, Age of Empires is always fun initially when everyone's interested in it and playing uh, multiplayer. Yep. But Age of Empires 2 HD, which was released a couple of years back now, mm-hmm. um, like four years ago maybe. Yeah, yeah, about that. I mean, that, I didn't really think that that was much of an upgrade on the first one and uh, it still had some pathfinding issues and it still was yeah. a bit clunky and all that. Well, it doesn't upgrade the gameplay. Well, I don't know if they do, but they they just re- HD remaster it. So I'm not sure if it's like any of the mechanics or the, or the engine change. I don't know. They, I, they did do a little bit. They yeah. did do a little bit, but it still felt like um, a hard-to-use RTS. Yeah. And uh, if they do the same thing with Age of, One, Age of Empires 1, I probably wouldn't buy it, to be honest. What about you, Dave? You're a pretty big Age of Empires uh, fan. Oh, no, not really. I mean, like, I enjoyed it like any RTS and spent my time there, been there, done that. Like, I don't know, HD, yeah, whatever. If it's cheap or it's on a Steam sale, I'll get it. And that's mm-hmm. only if it's in multiple friends lists. Because well, it's just a community thing, right? If no one's yep. playing it, why am I going to bother? Yep. Well, I really liked the Age of Empires 1. Um, I prefer that period of history, the classical era. Um so I would probably definitely get it because I really want to play that. But like Rob said, I remember that the first one didn't have um, was it didn't have like bridge uh, no not um, bridges gates and didn't have um, like some pretty fundamental gameplay features. So you'd hope that they that they would address those because if they don't, do we know what do we know what they're doing or have they just announced it? They've announced it and you can go on the list to be on the on the beta launch. Um, yep. and I don't know much more than that other than it's getting a HD remake so and I don't know if, uh, if it's going to be the Roman expansion as well because the first one only had nine sieves so I'm not sure if it's going to get any like the Roman expansion had a couple others so I'm not sure if, if it's going to be that or, or the just the original right now I'm under the assumption that it's going to be um, pretty much a, a skin upgrade model character model upgrade mm. and um Maybe some improved internet connectivity mm. stuff. Um, but yeah, but at the same time, I think that uh, I'll get tired of it pretty okay. immediately because it'll be uh, 
you know, like that, that the AOE two not only was uh, better in a lot of ways, it the content that it increased made that made that an awesome game, right? So the fir- the first one, like with walls and with different gameplay modes and mm. regicide, remember regicide? Yeah, regicide. <laughs> but, uh, but uh, you know, like um, the first one is definitely not as good as AOE two in that regard. No, so if, it, nah, if they're gonna no release just vanilla AOE one, I don't know. Like I, as Dave said, I'd, I'd wait for it to be three ninety nine. <laughs> and by that stage you'd probably lose interest anyway uh, well okay we'll drop that um, so in terms of games like that's on everybody's friends list on Steam everybody's playing it all the kids are doing it Player Unknown's um, Battlegrounds that's the that's the game of the week um, so this is in I guess um, what's the official word initial phase or test phase or launch early phase early access prototype, yeah prototype phase um, early access well, sorry, early access. So, what do you? What do you? We've been playing it for, I'd say, two weeks now, maybe. Yeah, yeah. What's What's everyone's initial thoughts? What do you like about it? Is it Is it all it's cracked up to be? Be brutal. Give us the lowdown. Dave. It's fucking Rob. Anyone? Yeah. Yeah. It's 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 good. Um, it's really good. Uh, I, I I'm I'm joining this thing on the on the after a night of like finishing outside the top 50 maybe like five out of ten times mm-hmm. um just because like i i kept on like getting into this rut of being frustrated and going hard yeah like, jumping yeah. out of the, jumping <laughs> out of the plane for the military thing and then getting yeah. getting like wiped out immediately like yeah. you both run for the same gun and uh he picks it up first and you're trying to bludgeon him to death before he gets the clip in but it's too late you know mm. Yeah, you could, uh, that's I don't the, know. That's maybe trap. maybe takedowns would be good or something if they added that. I don't know. Like, uh. <laughs> going hard early. That's that's the trap. When you when you're frustrated and you just drop over the military base and you run into a building, he's like, ah, oh, for fucks. Yeah, that's the that's the trap. Well, Dave, I know you're a bit um, bit not as a bit tempered over this one. Like you're 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 thinking it's pretty much okay or just nothing special. Or? Uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I think it's okay. I mean, it's it's got some mechanics which are good. It's obviously um, I don't know, early access, so you can't be too harsh on mm. some of the mechanics. Like, uh, sorry, some of the um, the glitchy stuff. So you know, like uh, as Rob said, for me, what I find which really burns me, it gets the rage up, is the um, the glitching on. You can't just. There's no smoothness to running over an item, picking up the weapon in sort of yep. one quick motion. Yeah. Sometimes you get stuck over it and you're fucking hitting F trying to just pick up the fucking gun. It's a bit frustrating in those sort of... It's supposed to be kind of like a, a Twitch shooter, right? It's yep. like a reaction Twitch shooter. It's it, That stuff has to be on point. Like, it can yeah. look like dog shit. As long as that stuff's on point, people will play it. And yep. you know that from um, all the other Twitch shooters out there. Like, it, it doesn't have to look amazing. It doesn't have to... Um, have any crazy features just make that work first so I, I don't know I'm a bit annoyed by that sort of stuff so and the, I found that it's really not that hard to get into the the top 20 like pretty consistently if you're just fairly conservative mm-hmm. and so you do go through those um, pretty long slow stretches so I it, it's been good it's definitely more fun um, the more people that play so I definitely prefer playing in the duos. We haven't done yes. trios yet um, than solo, just because it's. I don't know if it's just because you got someone to talk to, <laughs> and it makes it feel like you're really you're actually doing something when you're giving each other like direction. 
like I'll go high, you go like, watch out for northeast. You know what I mean? Like it, it seems like the games you're, you're participating more. Whereas when you're solo, it's just like I don't know, I'm going to sit in the corner and cover a door for yeah. three, four minutes. Yeah. I think I think that another thing that happens in duo is one like when you're uh, when you're with your mate, like holding out a bunker or something. It's it's not as boring. And two, because you're chatting to each other like, oh my god, oh my god, don't move, don't move. And uh, two, uh, other duos are more ballsy because they've got a guy watching their back, so they'll like roam around a little bit more, or chase, or, or like go get go get some loot because they'll, they'll have they'll have what I like to call loot jealousy. <laughs> so they might be like, oh, you got you got this fight. Oh, I fucking need a gun. No, I'm not. I'm not like waiting on you to defend me. I'm yeah. gonna go get a gun, yeah. right? I know what you mean. Yeah. So it's like it, it, like duo games are much more like uh, exciting. Whereas the last couple of solo games I've played. Man, like, if I, I was going hard because I was just like, oh fuck, I don't want to wait. Like, you know, I, I spawn inside the circle. I don't want to wait like ten minutes for people to start moving towards me. Like, I'm gonna go like do something fun, and then get that's, wiped out or something. And the thing is, I think that's probably what they don't have nailed down yet, as far as game mechanics, is the risk reward thing. Mm-hmm. Like, you you play solo, and you get you, you get dumped into an okay area. You know, you might uh, luck out and get like a level two vest and a level two helmet, and then it's like, okay, and now I've got a standard rifle with one mod, and I've got you know, thirty rounds. Everyone knows the firefights are over within the first few f- shots fired anyway. Mm-hmm. So, what, what's the real incentive for you to move? You know, is it to go find better loot? Because you rarely get like a sick loot. It's hard to find good stuff. So the risk is, is just way too high. Like, because the second you walk out and all those lurkers that are hanging on that boundary that creeps in, it, and that's just what burns me about that solo. Because it's like, you sh- I think people need to be moving around more. Yep. And maybe they need to make the loot drops. Um, maybe the range needs to be a little bit wider in quality mm-hmm. so that you can, like, rare shit is actually rare, but it's really rewarding if you find it. But yeah. that's hard to do, right? I mean, that's... Um, I, I, they do do that. The rare guns that you can get, like the Tommy gun um, and stuff like that, that's all kind of in the military base area. So you got to... Because when we play, I find that we don't tend to drop in the populous zones, so like the towns or the um, military base. We tend to be on the outskirts and work our way in. But there are guys out there on the YouTube videos that, that drop in those areas and they kind of have mapped out well, this building uh, should have this type of weapon and then they'll kind of go for it and then it's obviously like a, a mad rush for that loot. I think that's not a good... That's the thing I don't like about the game. I think um, yeah. I think a ma- randomly generated map might be better mm. because... Um, oh, no. Like, randomly generated lo- uh, loot, man. I, I think the map's fine, but loot drops need to be randomly generated. But it's like... it's like they, The reason why they're putting the high-spec stuff in the military base is because it's military base. Mm. And then, like, if you land in the military base, I think... I would say that... Um, I don't think that there's that many guns there anyway. So if you've got, like, 50 people going or 20 people going for it... Um, I always find in a military base that, like, I can, I can still never find a gun immediately. Um... So it's still kind of like sparse, and then it ends up being a shitty experience because like the risk was way too high. The reward, that the probability was low, but the reward was high. Hmm. So I don't know. Like I, 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 tend to not go for the military base, or I tend to like spawn outside and just sit, sit around again, wasting time, waiting yeah. for the bloodbath to finish, and then go and like pick someone off because I find that like the loot um, tends to 
concentrate on winners. Yeah, yeah, it does. So there's no point looting. There's no point looting after a certain amount of time because you know if you kill someone, he's already gone through and checked like ten bodies, right? Yeah. Um, so and that's the other thing, though. Like, is if you don't hit, right? If you don't hit your loot drop, you know that you're going to be way underpowered going up against anyone. Yep. Yep. Hmm. I mean, that's true. Which incentivizes you to stay, stay put again. You know, it's incentivizes then, you to yeah. stay. Mm. Yeah, you're right. Where's the incentive to move around? Because, like yep. you said, like if the loot drops aren't randomized or they're low level of randomness to them, then if I'm uh, just using a strategy of starting out wide, working my way in with the circle, if I don't get anything good, I'm not going to win that round, no matter what. Because there's going to be dudes with level three helmets, level three body vests. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like it's just kitted it up to the to the nines, and that usually happens. Well, about halfway through the round, they're already yeah. pretty much yep. all maxed out. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So where's the? I find that I find that if you um, if you if you get into a firefight or around a firefight two three times and and there's like maybe uh, past the first circle, part first migration, let's say, um, and you've you've hit like you, you've come across five firefights where someone's died each time, and then you've taken out that guy, you generally have kick-ass loot because um it just it just the loot all just comes towards the center right because everyone's picking it up everyone's bringing it and then you the assumption is is that people are looting bodies and taking the best shit constantly um so it's like that's the strategy you gotta you gotta uh, apply but it's very very hard to take on someone and i i find that like you know it's sometimes the mechanics with the shotgun and stuff oh like, yeah you know fuck the only way you can take out a guy level three is to go right up to him with a shoddy or something um picking him off is going to be difficult I, I don't know. Like, I get frustrated a little bit with the game, to be honest. Well, I, I, I think definitely, if listeners, if you get a party together, four, they'd probably be, or three or four, they'll be really good. Duo's cool too, but three or four is probably the ideal number. Um, playing singles is literally a waiting game. So as, as Dave um, said, it, it's not hard to get in the top 10 or the top 15 or whatever out of 100, um, but it literally is 20 minutes of you not doing anything. So... It's a game of nerves and, um, I guess, not just knowing the, being a hunter and knowing your surroundings in terms of the map and where the circle's closing and knowing your angles for your shot. I think the, the thing that really finds frustrating as well is that um, the mechanics of viewing through windows and firing through windows in first person is totally retarded because more often than not, you don't actually shoot through the window Particularly when you're crouched, you actually end up shooting the window sill, um, mm. and it's just—it's it's not really for premium or premium titles. Not that great. What were you saying um, about the? Uh, that could just be a pre-alpha thing as well, though. And mm. this, the um, the dudes that were um, not cheating, but they turn the graphics right down so that all oh, the shrubs get removed. Rob was told me that. You know how you told me about the the, the, the detail? How you can turn the graphics detail down and and you don't you, you can't hide or whatever. Yeah, I think I think they've uh, fixed that though. To be oh. honest, yeah, uh, someone told me they fixed it, but I, I heard that you had to turn down the um, uh, effects or something, and I did that. But I've since heard that uh, that was a like an outdated issue. Oh, okay. So right. it's been fixed. Well, would you? But, okay, uh, would you yeah, recommend the other thing? Oh wait, wait. Actually, just before just before you guys say anything, because I've I've been busy. Do have either of you played it since the last major update? No. Yep. Yep. Uh, okay, so can you give me just a quick highlight of any of the improvements? Um, 
I think that uh, they've they've rebalanced the loot, right? So it's it's not really like a mega uh, like game changing thing, right? But I think they've just rebalanced stuff like uh, um, particular types of loot is more prevalent now. So I think there's like maybe for instance more Hamlets and less uh, vests or more vests and something like this, right? I can't remember the details. But then there's other stuff like if you go to open a door when you're reloading, it will cancel the reload. You can't change the bullet. Uh, firing mode now anymore while you're reloading, so you've got to you've got to basically stop, carefully consider and say, okay, I want auto stop, do this, boom boom. You know, you, I used to do that all on the run, and while opening doors and continuing to loot. Ah, they've okay. Changed, yeah, yeah. They've changed preferences for loot pickup as well. So if like there's guns on top of jeans, when you run up to it and press F, you'll pick up the gun. Yeah, that's better. <laughs> that used to um, fuck me off so much. Yeah, they haven't added vaulting. That's still coming. Um, what else? Uh, fuck, I can't remember. They, they've like added two new guns. I think they've added basically like an AWP from Counter-Strike, mm-hmm. which I'm mad keen to try and get that. I, I got it in the pre- pre-game phase, you know, like how you're running around like waiting for the match to start. And yeah. I shot a doorway and it like blows away the door, like half the door. So it should be like almost like a one-hit kill sort of thing. Nice. I don't know if it would be, but because I think that they've basically made it so that nothing um, nothing uh, kills anyone one hit. So people uh, don't lose their minds after waiting 25 minutes, crash in a corner, and then move for the first time and cop a bullet in the head, never seeing where it came from. Exactly. Um, <laughs> what else? I, I think there's some balance issues with the guns because I, I reckon they've nerfed the, um, the, the shoddy a little bit. Um, I think I think you have to get in way closer, but that that could just be my personal like feeling on it. I don't know. Um, it seemed like it was easier. Uh, there's some changes to what you can get from the uh, the weapons drop as well. You know, the plane drop shit. Oh, has that been improved? I think they've. Re- I think there was like some stuff you could always bank on in there, and they've gotten because I've never went to one before. I've went to the first one yesterday. But uh, there was only two things in there, an 8-scope and a Tommy gun. Yeah, right. I thought there'd be more shit in there for the, for the fucking risk of running yeah. towards it. The Tommy gun's the best gun in the game, I reckon. Yeah, I had a, I had a 416, though. Uh, that's my favorite gun. Hmm. All right. Cool. All right, well, uh, we'll wrap this thing up. So would you guys recommend uh, people check this game out? Oh, 100%. It's yeah. awesome. I it's got it's got some oh. elements to gameplay that you can't get in any other game, like the exhilaration and stuff. Hmm. But duo mode is definitely better than solo. Yeah, and I would also suggest though, if you do if you do get frustrated by the bullshit though, because this was the first time I'd ever bought a pre uh, an actual early access. Mm-hmm. Wait, it, definitely check it out when it's released. Yep. I'd say that, but I'd actually say maybe hold off until more updates come through. If it's still in a, because um, you don't want to sour your experience and then get turned off altogether. That's right. Um, yep. Yeah, because if I if I entered this game earlier, like six months ago, or whenever it actually started, I probably wouldn't be playing it anymore. Yeah, it's like I can definitely see there's shit that there's a shitload of stuff to improve on. Mm. I mean, it takes ten minutes to play, and you've, you've already figured out all the stuff that needs to be improved. Um, yeah. So definitely, the, the the actual release will be way better. I can. I can pretty uh, on, like confidently say that assuming that they do fix the issues well yeah so keep for... an eye on it finger on the pulse yeah 
definitely keep a finger on the pulse. Nice. Oh, that's a good. That could be a good metric. Keep your finger on the pulse. All right, cool. Well, listeners, we've um, had a couple of weeks off because it's just been trash movies. But um, this month we got a good couple, well, a good month of uh, a solid release, pretty much every week. Um, Spider-Man: Homecoming this week. Um, Baby Driver next week. Dunkirk, the one I'm really hanging out for, uh, on the twentieth. And then another cool action film called Atomic Blonde. So we've got some interesting films uh, that we'll cover off in the upcoming month. Uh, until then, um, I'll see you later, Rob, and I'll see you later, Dave. See you guys. See you guys, Joe. Yeah, until next week, listeners, thanks. <laughs>